Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is... Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. It is so good to see you, my friend. You remember that in the university context, you actually don't say doctor. Now, I did find at this school, people are calling themselves doctor. Oh. But but they used to, we used to not do that. It was considered... Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was considered trite or, or what to call yourself doctor. Yeah. Remember, yeah. you used to put your degree at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of does the same thing. Yeah. 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 But I didn't sign my name Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Oh. I did a couple times right at the beginning before I was taught to otherwise. I think by <laughs> Craig Evans, actually. <laughs> it probably wasn't Craig Evans. But it's, it's like the towel thing with Nadell. Did you see the guy? He said, yeah, I think, I think um, very few people take an extra towel. Somebody else did. I think it was Nadell. I hope it was Dow, Nadell. I'm sorry if it wasn't Nadell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <clears throat> okay, my friend, we were talking about, we're, we're still uh, having good times with Hosea, right? We really are. And, and he's, he's very much saying the same thing. But I, I want to make something a little clear while we're doing this. So um, we can just jump in if you want. Okay. Am I on the right chapter, by the way? Do you know, I couldn't remember if we'd done chapter seven already, but I think we only did, uh, we did five and six last time. We did five and six, remember, because it kind of ended in the middle of what, what we were talking about even. That's right. And it's just picked it up here. So that, that's probably why it feels so similar because it's, yep. it's the same rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Jose is like, I am going to beat this into you. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not easing up. Yeah. This, God you're... had me marry Gomer. I can't even <laughs> stand the name. That's right. That's right. Years later, they're going to make this awkward TV show and include the name again. Um, <laughs> if you are really old, if you get that reference, by the way, everyone. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll read uh, verses one and two, and then we can go from there, I guess. Hey. Eh? Yes. All right, folks. Hosea 7, starting at verse 1. Whenever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim, or Ephraim, were, were exposed, are exposed, and the crimes of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit. Thieves break into houses. Bandits rob in the streets. But they do not realize that I remember all their evil deeds. Their sins engulf them. They are always before me. So... So he's just carrying on with that feeling, right? Yeah. Like, like your 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 sin is actually progressing um, down. It's a downward spiral. This sin that you're in, which we often see with that kind of thing, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, people start sinning, and it just keeps going. It keeps going worse and worse. Um, I never liked the term "we're on a slippery slope." Right. You know, because people use it about everything. Oh, this is a slippery slope. Yep. And, and very few things are a slippery slope. Um, but this, this I, so I don't like the term. So I'm going to say this is an intentional moving away from God. They're moving away from God. Hmm. And um, Ephraim, of course, remember um, um, the two sons of, uh, of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. Right. And so that's another term for Israel. Samaria was the capital city of Israel. And that's why they used the term Samaria. Do you remember when Jesus comes back and there's all of that those issues with the Samaritans? Yes. And actually in Nehemiah, um, there, there are huge issues with the Samaritans as well. People often think of them, well, that they're some kind of other nation, these Samaritans. But they weren't. The Samaritans were the Israelites. 
Right. So you had Judah, you had Israel, the Samaritans were the Israelites. But what Assyria did is they they kind of left people in the land and put other people in the land with them. And there was a lot of intermarriage. So okay. where where the the Judeans kept themselves relatively pure, um, at least more pure than them, uh, they uh, they they did that. Do you remember the one guy? I remember this guy. I don't know why I was watching this show, but he had had he had had a sex change, mm-hmm. and he said, um, "Yeah, I was going out with a Jewish guy actually, and his mother really opposed our marriage, not because of the change." But because I wasn't Jewish. <laughs> but, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As odd as that is, but it, but for for the Jewish people to marry outside of Judaism is is really a no no. Yeah. And if you want to marry a Jewish uh, person, um, usually you you uh, you go you go through the rites and become Jewish. Yeah. yeah. You you become a proselyte, right, and yeah. become a Jewish person. So, so and that was the only way you could do it. So anyway, so, so he's talking again, all of this is just talking to Israel, Israel, right? Like your thieves, like your thieves in the house, your thieves outside of the house. And you're, and I'm remembering your evil deeds. Right. And, and now, he, now God gets very strong with them. Okay. So picking it up pretty at, strong already. Well, yeah, yeah. But even stronger. He's, yeah. Uh, all right, folks. So picking up at verse three. They delight the king with their wickedness, the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers, burning like an oven, whose fire the baker need not stir. From the kneading of the dough till it rises. On the day of the festival of our king, princes become inflamed with wine, and he joins hands with the mockers. Their hearts are like an oven. They approach him with intrigue. Their passion smolders all night, and in the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are as hot as an oven. They devour their rulers. All their kings fall, and and none of them calls on me. And you remember when you read the histories, like so we're talking about kings, right? Kings and mm-hmm. chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, when you read kings, is, Israel had had very, very few kings that were considered um what we would call good kings that that led people to the Lord. They had they had a few that kind of did a little bit. But most of them were just terrible. And he says, and that's what he says. He says, you're, you're, you're like, you're like the oven ready for, for the, the, the meal. Like you're already ready to sin. Mm. Sin mm. is there and, and you're not backing away from it at all. And your, your princes should be doing more, but they're doing nothing. They're, they're falling in with the evil people. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking Hosea could see a, a oven from where he was actually standing at the time he was writing this down. <laughs> you, you kind of wonder, he's kind of looking at the baker going, oh yeah, this is them. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So at verse eight now, folks, Ephraim mixes with the nations. Ephraim is a flat loaf, not turned over. Oh, wow. Foreigners snap, uh, foreigners sap his strength, but he does not realize it. His hair is sprinkled with gray, but he does not notice Israel's arrogance testifies against him. But despite all this, he does not return to the Lord or search for him. Keep going. Okay. Ephraim is like a dove, easily deceived and senseless. Now calling to Egypt, now turning to Assyria. When they go, I will throw my net over them. I will pull them down like birds in the sky. When I hear them flocking together, I will catch them. Woe to them. 
because they have strayed from me, destruction to them because they have rebelled against me. I long to redeem them, but they speak about me falsely. They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but wail on their beds. They slash themselves, appealing to their gods for grain and new wine. But they turn away from me. I train them and strengthen their arms, but they plot evil against me. They do not turn to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent words. For this, they will be ridiculed in the land of Egypt. You almost don't even need to say anything, do you? It's like, no, I am so done with them. They have done everything they can do, but turn to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've given them, I've given them opportunity and they've gone to Egypt. They've gone to Assyria, but they don't come to me. Hmm. It might be a warning for us as well. You know, like, like where do we go when we're in trouble? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, do we turn to God? Do we turn to friends? Do we turn to others? Do we, do we turn? That was what God always loved about David. David always turned to God first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember when those guys went and they got the water for him from, from that well that he loved so much. Right. And they brought it back to him and he poured it out before God and made them so angry. I would have been so angry. I brought this for you. Yeah, but 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 David always turned to God, and these yeah. guys don't. They they you know, they they just won't, and they're they're doing they're slashing themselves, you know, they're appealing to other gods, the gods of the Canaanites, and and they won't turn to the true God. Yeah, and God is so, saying, and even in fifteen, right, where He's saying, "Yeah, but I trained you, I strengthened you, and yet you still you plot evil against me." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yes, I, 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 I tried, I tried. Yeah, and he's gonna like if now in the next chapter he's gonna say I'm really done. Yeah, <laughs> like if he hasn't built a big enough case, it's like okay, look, if you haven't yeah. got the message already. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. I well, go to the next one. We'll look. Okay. Because it's kind of interesting. Um, what what he does. Go ahead and read the first six. Okay. Sorry, um, man. No, no, that's all good. That's all good. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord, because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel cries out to me, our God, we acknowledge you. But Israel has rejected what is good. An enemy will pursue him. They set up kings without my consent. They choose princes without my approval. With their silver and gold, they make idols for themselves to their own destruction. Samaria, throw out your calf idol. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of purity? They are from Israel. This calf, a metal worker, has made it. It is not God. It will be broken into pieces. The calf of Samaria. You know, the eagle thing is kind of neat. Um, for us, well, the eagle is the symbol, the bald eagle is a symbol for the United States, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was the symbol for Rome, and for us, it's always a powerful symbol. But, but I, th- I think, and now I, I forgot this now, but I think the word eagle and um, and vulture are very similar. Mm. And I think if you might find someone else call this a vulture, but it wouldn't matter to them because to them the eagle is it's it's still um, like like even predatory birds are 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 um, are carrion birds as well, like. Mm-hmm. Any bird will take whatever it can get, right? Right. And the, the eagles are going to destroy them. 
So where we think of it as a powerful thing, think of it as an omen of ill hmm. here rather than an omen of power. Yeah. Um, but, but look, at they're doing all this stuff without God. They're setting up kings. They're making idols. They're, they're just acting like, like the world around them. They're completely acting like the mm-hmm. world around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, fortunately, I don't know anybody else who does that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> in, so- in, the course, in the course of time that I've been serving God, uh, we've changed our views on Scripture several times because that's pretty much what the world did. Yeah. Right. Like we, we, we hold the line as Christians for a while and then we, we drop the line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know, maybe sometimes we're doing the right thing. Right. You know? Um, but I don't, I don't know that we are. Yeah. And it does scare me. Yeah. There's a delicate balance, right. Between, you know, finding corroborating, you know, let's say um, other sources that come alongside and say, Oh, that's actually what that, that means in context and all those kind of things to let's change yeah. doctrine because it allows us to fit in with culture a little better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually my fallback position on that is come to Christ and let him tell you what's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a sucky fallback position rather than, you know, holding my own on what I believe, but I'm, I'm in a situation where that happens. Yeah. yeah. So, Picking it up at verse seven, then folks, they sow the wind, they reap the whirlwind. The stock has was, no. Didn't they say? Did he say that once before in our reading? I feel like we did this before. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. I don't remember it, but doesn't mean it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. The stock has no head; it will produce no flower. Were it to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it up. Israel was swallowed up, and now she is among the nations, like something no one wants. For they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has sold herself to lovers, and though they have sold themselves among the nations, I will now gather them together. I, yeah, they will begin to waste away under the impression of the mighty king. Keep going. Though Ephraim built many altars for sin offerings, these have become altars for sinning. That's an interesting turn there. <clears throat> I wrote for them the many things of my law, but they regarded them as something foreign. Though they offer sacrifices as gifts to me, and though they eat the meat, the Lord is not pleased with them. He will remember their wickedness and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten their maker and built palaces. Judah has has fortified many towns, but I will send fire on their cities that will consume their fortresses. Yeah. So, so he's, he's just continually pressing it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get the wild donkey thing. They, they talk about wild donkeys a lot. I've not seen a wild donkey, so I'm not, re- not no. really sure what it's all about. Apparently, they just go wherever they feel like going, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know. Yeah, wandering alone. Yeah. It actually sounds kind of pleasant, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At times, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But but again, they've sold themselves. So so the prostitution thing continues to keep going, right? And and they've their altars have become a place for their sin. Oh man! So they've forgotten God, and he's going to go in chapter nine and say, "Because you've done all of this, see, and all of this. Remember, he's not because he's well. Let's read. Let's read a little bit of nine. 
Do not rejoice, Israel. Do not be jubilant like the other nations, for you have been unfaithful to your God. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine presses will not feed the people. New wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Ephraim will return to Egypt and eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out wine offerings to the Lord, nor will their sacrifices please him. So sacrifices will be to them like the bread of mourners who eat who eat them will be all who eat them will be unclean. This food will be for themselves. It will not come into the temple of the Lord. So uh, the reason I had us read this is because the the thing where God says, I'm turning away from you, right? The turning away from them is, is that, that um, Assyria is going to take them over. Like they are going into captivity. He says, it's like, it's, there's no way you can stop this from happening now. Right, right. You're going to go. It's, it's happening. You're going to go. I've turned my back on you. And the reason I wanted to say it is because God's not actually turning his back on them. He's turning his back on their position in the world. Mm. They, they could have been a great nation. Yeah. They could have been an honored nation, you know, a godly nation. But they chose to follow this other path. And God said, then then you're gonna you're gonna reap what you sow. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna reap more than you sow. You're sowing a little bit here, and I'm gonna bring this in this nation down upon you like a flood, like a whirlwind. Not a flood. He didn't say flood. Yeah. Yeah. You've been unclean, you've gone to other gods, you've done everything but turn to me, and, and I'll have no more of it. But he's not saying I'm I'm done with you. He's saying I'm I'm done with your place. Uh, a guy said that once to the Pentecostals, it's, I will remove your candlestick. Mm. He said, if you guys don't sharpen up, God's going to remove the candlestick from this, mm-hmm. from this organization. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was quite a, it was quite a, it was, his name was David Wilkerson. I don't know if you've heard of. Oh, I know the name at least. Anyway. The name. Yeah. The cross and the switchblade, yeah, you know, Nikki yeah. Cruz, all that stuff. That yeah. was David Wilkerson. He came to speak at our conference and this was the message he gave us. Like you wow. guys need to smarten up. <clears throat> Or I will take it away from you. Yeah, yeah. So they so yeah. they only invited him once. I take it then. I... <laughs> yeah, we didn't have him back. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> completely transparent. Okay, no, move along. Um, yeah, yeah. So we might as well finish nine, and then we'll. Yeah. But I just wanted to, I wanted to make that comparison, and and just point out that what God has taken away is their place. Yeah. It it is an interesting thing to think about how we equate. Um, selection as a as an always selection type. I mean, yes, we're chosen by God, and you know we can't lose our salvation, but we tend to maybe hold a little too loosely. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, of course, Pentecostals believe that you can lose your salvation. Right. We just, right. but we don't believe it's as easy as the holiness people. The holiness people believe that you know you can lose your salvation every time you sin. You lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. What what we kind of teach, or what I teach, is more that that your sins remove you from God to a point where you don't want any more to do with God. Yeah. And at that point, yeah. But there's sense. there there are theological issues with that position too, of course. Yeah. You know. So. All right, folks. Uh, verse five, chapter nine. What will you do on the day of your appointed festivals, on the feast days of the Lord? Even if they escape from destruction, Israel will gather them, and Memphis will bury them. Their treasures of silver will be taken over by briars. 
I don't know what Elvis Presley has to do with this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice work. Uh, walking in Memphis, that's all I can hear right now. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> with my feet 10 feet off the beer. That's right. See, look, at, look, look at us remember the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thorns will overrun their tents. The days of punishment are coming. The days of reckoning are at hand. Let Israel know this. Because your sins are so many and your hostility is so great. The prophet is considered a fool, the inspired person a maniac. The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over Ephraim, yet snares await him on all his paths and hostility in the house of his God. They have sunk deep into corruption, as in the days of Gibeah. God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. When they came to Baal Peor, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will, will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Even if they rear children, I will bereave every one of them. Woe to them when they turn away from them, when I turn away from them. I've seen Ephraim, like Tyre, planted in a pleasant place, but Ephraim will bring out the, their children to the slayer. Give them, Lord, give them, Lord, what will you give them? Give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that are dry. Because of all their wickedness in Gilgal, I hated them there. Because of their sinful deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is blighted. The, their root is withered. They yield no fruit. Even if they bear children, I will slay their cherished offspring. My God will reject them because they have not obeyed him. They will be wanderers among the nations. And so all of that is what happens in the captivity. Yeah. When, when, when Assyria takes them over, all of these things happen. And, um, and it's like in every war when, when, the, when the soldiers take you and... Um, and they, they kill the pregnant women and, and they, they dash their babies against the stones. Terrible, terrible, terrible things happen in war. And, and I don't know how people's minds get there. And I can't judge them because I've never been there. So I don't know. I don't know what happens to you, you know? Right. But this, but this is the thing that's going to happen to them. Um, uh, yeah. Makes me think of the Jewish people in the Second World War, but there was no prophecy against them. Mm -hmm. at that point in time was there mm -hmm. that's right or like nothing like this but all of this stuff happened to them there too yeah but um but here they were taken out and um and god just said god just said you didn't serve me and this is the result yeah. this is the result of not serving me it's funny the prophets did serve him and they mostly paid with their lives yeah yeah they were his favorite people and they were mostly killed yeah. Same as yeah. the apostles and the disciples. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and this point, this section kind of in verse 10 here, right? You know, like God is saying, you were my chosen, my favorite one. You know, you were like that oasis in the desert, grapes in the desert. It's like completely a beautiful thing among barrenness. And yet this is yeah. what you've done to me. And, and, you, and you've gone to Baal. Yeah. You've served the Baals. Yeah. And your children, I, I don't like to touch on this miscarry and, and dry stuff and all that. It, I just don't like to touch on it because it seems so unfair. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, it, but it's right there, eh? Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. 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 Boy, it's rough. It's rough. Um, you said it last week. I'm glad God doesn't deal with us the way he dealt with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like new covenant is, is such, is, is such a blessing to us to think of. This is how God now deals with us compared to what he, how yeah. he dealt with Israel. Yeah. Because we had no hope, we would have no hope. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't see us as being very different. That's the thing. Yeah. I, and I don't see our country as being different for sure. But I also don't see Christians as being very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think you said one time, we're only um, we're only ten years behind the world on anything. Yeah. I th- I I think that was you. I'm going to give you credit for that. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As, as as long as it wasn't Norman Wright, uh, was yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, our list of theologians we don't want to quote. Okay, it can't be that guy. No, it couldn't no, be that can't guy. be him because <laughs> he's too popular. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh well, my friend, that what a great reminder of the fact that we live under under a different blessing, but that God calls us anyway to holiness. Yeah, and, and to and to good living. Uh, not just so we can say, check a box and say we've lived well, but so that we can honor our God. And and if God speaks to you, um, pay attention. It was C.S. Lewis said, I wonder how many times we've jumped up off our knees before God had a chance to speak to us because we knew he was going to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Stevie. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for doing that. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hey, we're, we're excited to keep going on this. I don't think we have much more of Hosea left, um, but we'll finish that, maybe finish it off next week. I can't even remember how many two chapters. Weeks. Are. It'll, it'll be two weeks, two, I think. Two weeks, we'll do that. Yeah. And then we'll find some other fun thing to uh, engage yourself in. But until like then, like Amos, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he was famous because I've, I've heard that. I've had his cookies even. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly in airports. Don't get me wrong. Mostly in airports. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Until then, until the next time we get to meet again, I was Steve. He was Larry. And this was the Apocalypse Podcast.